I'm Kyle McNulty, and you're listening to Secure Ventures, the show that follows cutting-edge founders in the cybersecurity space to understand their plights, glories, and revolutionary products. With me in this episode is Vladi Sandler. I think it is safe to say this is the most highly anticipated episode after the teaser post on Vladi's LinkedIn took off, so hopefully we live up to the hype. Vladi has been in the security field from the start of his career, including military experience, consulting, teaching, product development, and now entrepreneurship. His company, Lightspin, is creating a new mechanism for cloud defense based on attack visualization, and he has grown the company substantially while balancing the team evenly between men and women despite working in an overwhelmingly male-dominated field. Vladi, thank you for coming on the show. Hi, thanks. Thank you for your time and thank you for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. So unlike every other guest on the show so far, you've actually started your career in the security space when you were with the Israeli Defense Forces. How did you first become interested in security? Well, I always loved security. It's it's really fascinating and interesting. And I always read about it and thought how, how you can bypass stuff. Right, a lot of of, of securities, the offensive thinking of how can you do some bypass to some control, not always security control, but some control. And I get this opportunity to to join to the military to the IDF. I was in the uh, uh, in the Information Security Corps um, for incident response and forensics. I got a lot of experience them, a lot of knowledge, and built some stuff even by myself. And um, after five years, I started as a captain of my rank and I joined to civilian classical uh, company like Ernst & Young. I joined to Ernst & Young. It was an amazing period also. Ryan, I won't let you get off the hook that easily as far as that, that IDF experience. Uh, within just two years, you actually became the head of the information security program for... I think it was a, a region in southern Israel. What do you attribute that rapid success and rise within the, the military ranks to? Uh, in the military, it's a little bit different than uh, in, in the civilian life. I mean, you have ranks and you, you take decisions and everything is much more structure-based. So after I, I, I joined as a soldier, I... I think I, I was okay as a soldier, um, but my officers thought I, I'm, I know what to do and they believe that I'm really, really relevant for the military organization. So they suggested me to join uh, to, the, to the officer school. So I decided to do that. And uh, once I completed, uh, I get a chance to return to the same base where I served for a bigger position, bigger responsibility. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Interesting. And so like you mentioned, after five years, you had acquired the rank of captain. At that point, what was running through your head as you were thinking about transitioning into the, the private sector? Wow, it's difficult. I think when, when you for five years know something and you live in some kind of uh, Concepts. It's really difficult to do the switch in your mind and understand. Okay, now you are a civilian. Things are to be different. Uh, maybe the most simple example can be that uh, in the military we never used um, English. Okay, everything was in mm. Hebrew. You speak Hebrew. 
once you join to Ernst & Young, it's a global company, global customers. You have to learn global culture. You have to speak the right way, write the right way. Okay, everything should be professional. So I had to handle this adaptation as soon as possible in the fast way. I did it. It's difficult. It took me a couple of months. But uh, once I did it, um, I started to enjoy seeing the life uh, Nancy Young, being, the experience in Nancy Young was an amazing game. Started as a senior consultant for penetration testing. And then somewhere half year after I joined, uh, a lot of uh, people in our department decided to leave the company. So I actually saw it is a gr great opportunity to initiate an application training program. When it came there, there had been this kind of program. So I initiated another one uh, by myself. I call in, come to be the head of application training program, during which I trained more than 24 pentesters for eWay. Okay, and, and this was back in, was that 2013 or so, 2014? Yeah, starting 14. Okay, and so this was kind of, if I understand correctly, the glory days of penetration testing, right? Where today, there's a little bit of focus being moved away from penetration testing and towards uh, more streamlined versions of application security testing, like different application security testing tools that align with DevOps ideals and all that fun stuff. Uh, what was it like, I guess, working in penetration testing as it was so popular across the globe? Yeah, I totally agree with you. It was an interesting period. And the environments for the securities become to be more and more important. Uh, we, I, I think even my first and second, in the half of the second year, I, I saw uh, a lot of like SQL injection, right? So after that, we saw much less um, customers started to learn secure design and secure code and people start to understand that phishing is a problem and you can actually steal my credentials. So it was really fascinating, really interesting. I got an experience actually to do any kind of security position during this period uh, from application penetration testing to infrastructure port in the world to gain domain admin up to mobile penetration testing and even some classical stuff like mainframe. So it was super interesting, super fascinating. And I think I've been in the right place in the right time because in my personal opinion, Ernst Yang is an amazing school for penetration testing during this period. Hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about right place at the right time a little bit more. Uh, obviously your, your current company, Lightspin and the cloud space, which very relevant right now, but again, we'll get yeah. back to that. <laughs> so uh, thinking about that time at EY, my understanding is you were also working on your degree at the same time you were taking night classes. What was it like balancing uh, this transition? You had just moved from the government into the private sector uh, and you were also taking classes. What was that couple of years like from a, a time management <laughs> schedule perspective? Oh, it's difficult. Friends of mine always say that they're pretty sure that I, inside 24 hours, I have another 24 hours. <laughs> so, so maybe it's true. And during this period, they even get married. So it's even wow. more complicated from the complexity. 
but uh, but yeah, you know, in the end of the day, everything is about priority, and everything is about the way you manage your time. And um, as faster and better you learn to do it on the right way, you know how to optimize your time, right? And um, it really helped me to do this balance. I mean. Um, I worked on the first year in Ernst Young, I worked a lot of with uh, Australia. So I wake up really early in the morning for that. And then after that, in the evening, you go to the school. And right. in the days that you're not in the school, you you work extra hours on the your uh, job position. And then <laughs> Friday and Saturday, you just continue to study. So <laughs> it's just like three years of ongoing, ongoing, nonstop, no real vacations, kind of vacations. I mean, my biggest vacation has been actually when we took a flight for penetration testing for some customer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was really difficult uh, period of time, but uh, I really enjoyed it. I think that uh, challenge is something that I love in my part of my life. I really love it. And I took a challenge that I will succeed in three years to complete degree build my career and uh, enjoy the life. And I did it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. The extra 24 hours in in 24 hours reminds me of the superpower question. Like what would your favorite superpower be if you could only have one? That sounds yeah. like an answer in <laughs> itself, just doubling the time you have in each day. I'm sure there's a, a lot of guests on this show that would, that would love that opportunity. Uh, okay. So thinking back to the degree a little bit, last question here. You knew that you wanted to do security from before you yeah. even joined the IDF. You had done it for five years already, uh, and you were going back to school. Now, your degree was in computer science, but what did you actually do to angle that degree towards uh, security use cases? So making it beneficial for things like the penetration testing that you were performing. So first, I think it's a good degree because it gives you the basics. You learn the basics of the basics, right? If you want to penetrate something, doesn't matter what, you have to understand on this domain. And if you want to penetrate application, it's a good skill to learn to develop an application. So I think it was really helpful for me. Um, and um, I really used part of this um, knowledge base in the future when they become to be not only a penetration tester, but a researcher, because during the degree, I think one of the most powerful skills a student can learn is the researching ability. Um, and that's exactly what uh, I earned from this story. And I think that I learned to develop codes and use it um, to better understand how the system how do you develop a system? So you better say, how can you penetrate a system? Um, and this combination helped me become to be a better expert. Um, so I, I think it is the question. This is the answer for your question. <laughs> okay, let's talk a little bit about the, the research then. So you ended up moving over to, to GE Digital, again, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. more research focused position. What was it about research that kind of drew you towards it as opposed to the more traditional consulting work that you've been performing? Yeah, so um, I, I think during this period, uh, as you said before, be in the right place at the right time, right? 
So when I joined Ernst everyone talked about penetration testing. When I joined the G, everyone talked about SCADA and clouds. Uh, cloud, no one talked about. Everyone talked about SCADA security. And I was really fascinated about SCADA security. But even more, I think that it's uh, uh, most of the pen testers should, uh, if they listen to, to this conversation, now they have to understand, it's really important always to understand what is your next step. It's not means that you need to change your position every two years or three years or one year, but you have to build your own career. And I think that uh, when you're starting as a penetration tester, the next step is to be a researcher because in penetration testing, a lot of time you have some skills, you learn some set of uh, uh, vulnerabilities and exploitations, you learn to detect them and exploit them, which is great. But the step after is to create your own new vulnerabilities and new exploitations. And it's what's research about, especially when you don't have methodology. I think when you count the penetration testing of web application, a lot of articles, a lot of blogs, a lot of training schools and uh, methodology that you can learn from different resources. But let's say tomorrow I would like to ask you to penetrate some SCADA device mainframe some something that no one even don't have a tools for so you will understand what's research about right you have to do a research you have to understand how does the system work how can i bypass stuff why does the logic look like or do something as it do right so it's a different set of capabilities much more longer time taking to do research and I think the most important thing for me is that in consulting, I earn an amazing experience to meet a lot of cultures from Europe, Australia, United States. I get an opportunity to work with huge amount of organizations that they never been inside enterprise. And when I work for General Electric, I learn what is an American classical enterprise about and how does classical life cycle of development looks like from inside and not outside. It's a actually different point of view. And I think the biggest value I earned from G is that when I join them, they exactly move to the cloud. And I discovered that I really love cloud and I get a chance to learn a lot about cloud and do a lot of research on the different technologies in use like Kubernetes, Cloud Foundry, Amazon. So it wasn't fascinated an amazing um, period of my time. Uh, so yeah, I think it was a good chance. So you mentioned the the different point of view from outside of one of these American companies from inside. What was it that surprised you most about working on the inside? Uh, everything from how do you handle QA? How do you handle just classical development lifecycle? What does it mm. include? What is product manager and project manager, right? Up to organization culture. How do you work when part of the, uh, your QA in India, but your developers are in, uh, in uh, Israel and your architects and the product manager is in the <laughs> United States? Up to how exactly the organization culture looks like. What is vision? How do you manage stuff? Um, just different things. Because in the consulting, you come in for a couple of hours, let's say 60 
hours project to your job and you move to the next one. You don't really feel when you tell me, listen, Vlad, you have to mitigate this finding. Okay, but what does it mean to mitigate this finding? How do you do it? How do you affect the performance? How, how many manpower do you need for it? From sprint point of view, from time to market point of view, you learn different uh, skills. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I think what you just touched on there is actually a very common, say, criticism of penetration testing these days, right? Where mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying, that disconnect between the business need in remediating those different vulnerabilities and kind of what the penetration testers are identifying. So I think going back to and tying this all together, right? That's kind of what makes a, a strong penetration tester sometimes is having that dual-sided experience, the experience in a company and understanding what drives a company forward, but then also the experience as the technical tester that can that can identify those uh, those technical issues. So it's interesting to, to kind of hear you tie those together and, and talk about both sides of the coin there. So thinking back on the education, and, and then I promise we'll get over to Lightspin, but sure. you, you ended up actually starting a security program at your alma mater uh, after graduation, right? So mm-hmm. what was it that inspired you to, to start that new program? So d- during my last year in the degree, uh, I, I always loved innovation and just trying to create something your own. And uh, I love to initiate stuff, so and I love to over stuff. So I want to complete my degree as soon as possible. <laughs> and uh, I came to one of my lectures and I asked him, "Okay, we need to do like an end of the degree project or something." So he told me, "Yes, you have to do some stuff like this, and after that you will get your degree." So I asked him, "And what if I will do a penetration testing to the college themselves?" So he asked me, what do you mean by it? I said, I can do penetration testing for you. I will get my score, my grade based on the results. You will get a report. I'm an expert on this domain. And you can improve the security level of, of the college. And I will get my my required points to complete the degree. So we, we decided it's a good idea. I actually did it and I completed my degree a couple of months before everyone else. And then they come to me and say, listen, it's amazing. I mean, we never saw something like this and we think it's a good idea. Maybe um, maybe you can give a lecture. So I told them, sure, no problem. Let's do a lecture for, for the college. <laughs> uh, it's on Hebrew. You can find it in, in the Hebrew if you really want, but uh, it's on the YouTube. I, I gave a lecture uh, about penetration testing and stuff and secure design and code. And then they come to me again and tell me, listen, you, you know how to teach. I think it would be great if you maybe take some students and teach them cloud, code security, secure design and secure code. So I told him it's a great idea. I would love to do that. And I initiated a, a program during which in one semester, I taught them OS top 10 and the most famous application security problems. And not only I showed them them and what is the impact from the business point of view, I also showed them the, the code. And I explained them how to mitigate problems on the code. And they had to develop for me like a secure website in the end of the semester. And uh, after that, uh, the semester after, I used my connections from the market. And I brought the best brilliant students to, to do a project for those companies as for the degree. Part of them even found a job after that. 
And one of them, she's actually one of the developers in uh, Lightspin today. So, oh, wow. Du- double win for me, I think. <laughs> so at this point, you'd started an application security training program back at Ernst & Young. And then you also started this security degree uh, at your, your alma mater. Now, did you consider that maybe teaching was your kind of innate calling, your innate skill set? Did you ever think that maybe you should go into a career in teaching? Um, no, actually, I'm not. I think that what I'm really enjoy of is conversations. I really love the personal feeling and the personal connectivity with a person, with some with someone, and I always. Uh, value-oriented person. I always love to give value to someone. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I love to teach. I really enjoyed it. Um, I did a lot of time in my life, but basically what I think is a great skill set that I use today as a CEO, because as a CEO, I have to, in the end of the day, sell my product, my solution, right? And, and when I use my teaching skills, it's make it easier because I actually can do using that. I actually can better better understand what is the pain and problems of the customer. Explain them when we find some problem, how to solve it, and help them to solve it. So I can say that I'm kind of continue to teach, but in a different way, hmm. probably. Yep, that makes sense as far as just uh, being able to communicate. I mean, obviously the the underlying theme there, right? And even thinking yeah. about the entrepreneurial side and being able to illustrate why your tool helps address some sort of common problem. Okay. So then in 2018, the, your kind of last stint before diving into Lightspin, you mm-hmm. were actually working on Volkswagen's automotive cloud environment through Simotive. Uh, how did you end up coming to that project? So uh, w- one of the employees named Yang. Uh, Miran Scheinbach is an amazing guy today. He's the CISO of Playtica. He yeah. just made me a call and he told me, listen, we, we need someone that know cloud and he know how to secure systems which are like connected cars. So tell them, I know how to secure system of SCADA. I mean, it's edge to cloud, you know, SCADA device to the cloud. And here is like car to the cloud. So I guess it's pretty much the same. You say, if you say so, so please come and show us. So that's what happened. I, I showed to the team. I become to be really fast the team leader of the cloud security architects team at Saymotive. I initiated actually this team. I started by, uh, by myself and joined another person and several also. And then they gave me the authority to initiate it as a team. So. I hired another two guys for the team later, and we worked for uh, actually for Volkswagen. It was an amazing experience. <clears throat> First of all, we get a huge amount of flights to Germany and sometimes even San Francisco. Uh, Wolfsburg was my second home. I've been there in Berlin like once a month for a week. It's crazy mm. amount of time, <laughs> but that's what we did. We actually did a secure design and review to the next generation cloud of Volkswagen called ODP, One Digital Platform. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a big challenge, both because it's required for me penetration testing skills, management skills, research skills, solve difficult problems, learn how to work with new culture. I even took a Berlitz 
schools of German because I wanted that the local players, the local architects will feel that they get personal uh, relationship from us. And they really enjoyed it. When, when we over some day and I told them, this Morgan, which say, see you on the morning. So they're so excited to see that I'm actually talking on their language in order to show them the respectful. And, and yes, it was an amazing period of our time. We did a, a crazy stuff there. And it's actually the place where I met uh, Ora Zazar, my second co-founder and the C CTO of the company. Mm. And we decided together that the next step will be actually to create our, something our own. Both of us came with a lot of experience on offensive security and offensive cloud security. Both of us really loved offensive cloud security. And we thought it would be a great idea to do it together. So the two of you just had a conversation that said, hey, we need to go ahead and create something. Was it really that simple? Was there something else that inspired Lightspin? Uh, it's more than that. I think after we retired, we started to do, as a team, we started to do just uh, product market fit. We, we left the company at the end of December, and then and during January, we just did the product market fit. We started to... We always understood what is the problems in the cloud security, but we didn't know which one is the most problematic one and the most painful one. So when we started to do the product market fit, we started from some local friends of mine on positions of CISO or VP security. And we better understood that all of them suffer from misconfigurations, improper permissions. And we knew that by ourselves that these current solutions are not good enough. And when we did the product market fit, we better understand what the customers need. We showed them some ideas. They like those ideas. They even told us, when you will have it, please contact me. I would love to see that. And that's exactly what moved to the next step when we actually decided to, to start to work on it. Uh, I brought eToro, um, which became to be a design partner. And we brought several extra players we, we run during this time in Bootstrap. You know, I brought it as a cloud security audit, one-time scan, gave them some value, get some feedback, get some data, get even paid for that. And then we just create some pitch deck, started to run with it. And then like in less than months, we get a term sheet from uh, Nicole, from Ibex. That's all. Wow. So did I hear that correctly in that you left the company in December? And I think that was of... 20 was that 2018 or 2019 19 31st okay. December 19 so you left you left in December of 2019 you didn't have an idea at that point you and your co-founder knew that you wanted to uh, do something and you had to find the product market fit that you were talking about and in January you were ready to go it took that month of just kind of investigating um, and and that was enough to really understand where you wanted to take the product is that right Look, in the end of the day, we have more than 10 years of experience of offensive cloud security. So it's not true that we didn't know what we want to do. Okay. We better, under, we better understood the market than the others. I, I sure. can guarantee that. But yet we have to understand what exactly the most painful problem, because cloud security is a huge domain with huge amount of unsolved problems. And we had several of them, even part of them we presented to some venture capitals during October, November, December, but we didn't succeed to raise. We still been in the current positions. We didn't really understood what we're trying to solve and how. And only when you go to some project 
full time, right? From the morning up to up to the night, and you're working only on that, and you better uh, get better feedback. You do some projects, you get even more data, more information. You better understand exactly what is your product market fit. It's a really critical stage in startup. Because if you want to do it in a good way, you will start a lot of companies, a lot of startups create a, a niche, a feature product. And that's something that we didn't do. We actually created a platform. We created a holistic solution, which uh, solved a really painful problem of customers today. Yeah, let's talk about the product a little bit more. Uh, can you just explain the product in fairly simple sure. terms for our listeners? Yeah, so it's really simple. The current solutions on the market provide you with the list of findings, but attacker don't think on list, it think on graph, trying to do a lateral movement, which means that's exactly context. And that's what Lightspeed do. We provide you with the contextual cloud security to all your cloud environment, to all your cloud stack from infrastructure service like Amazon to platform and service like Kubernetes container-based orchestrator up to microservice running in your environment. And the beauty is the ability to do prioritization. Everyone talking about visibility and everyone give you kind of visibility, but think of when some solution give you 180 findings and someone have to review and understand if it's false positive or not, just because it's based on some benchmark, it's difficult. It's taking a lot of time and not a lot of effort. But if I will connect between the findings and I show the attack path, the critical path to the damage, let's say to data breach, and the shortest path to the damage, so this, this correlation will help you to better to prioritize your problem and understand what you want to fix first. And that's what Lightspin is about. We provide you with this attack pass capability so you can say that we like the Google Navigator of offensive cloud security. Hmm. And what was and the response? One, yeah, so once we did it, we provide you with the mitigation plan also, including the command lines, infrastructure as code, the correct configurations, that you need, and we even integrate to your CICD like Jira, so we can open a ticket for you and help you to mitigate the problems. So in other words, we really can help you to simplify your cloud security posture management. Okay, and, and thinking about the different users of the tool in a security team, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. right, this is a different way of beyond visualizing, even thinking about security issues. So what was the mm -hmm. response when you started showing this tool to different cloud security engineers? They, uh, they like it. Mm -hmm. Because uh, we even hear it today that we never saw something like this. We give a really unique approach, an offensive approach. I think um, uh, Sequoia Venture said uh, once that the best entrepreneurs are people who are trying to solve their own problems. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we do. We're trying to solve our own problems that we suffer from. So when I'm talking to some security engineer, I really understand his pain. And I talk with him on the same language and I show them the same problems he suffered from. So he feels that I'm on the same side, right? I don't try to sell them. I try to give them value. And it's a much more powerful way to do things. So they really want to see it happen in their environment. So we do a really nice amount of uh, POCs. We have paying customers at this point, and we have design partners, part of them even pay for the service. And we succeed to bring a cutting edge technology 
really short time, even uh, apply the patent on part of it. And yes, I, I, I really proud of our progress. And I think maybe the biggest uh, achievement of Lightspin is that we are, uh, um, that we are a gender balanced company. We have 50% men, 50% women, especially mm. in the R&D. So it's a great issue. Interesting. So the, the timeline that, you're, that you've mentioned a couple of times now, right? started a little bit more than a year ago, took 11 or so months to get funding. Product has received great traction. I mean, it sounds like a bit of a Cinderella story. I'm sure there were some challenges underlying that though. Can you speak to maybe some of the surprises that you ended up encountering mm-hmm. again as your first entrepreneurial experience? Yeah, sure. So first of all, I don't think we're a Cinderella story because um, as we saw that a lot of people get easier way to raise their funds than we are. Hmm. No one knew us. Um, no one really impressed from our experience. I mean, as a CEO, I never been in real sales position or or as a CTO, never been on the R&D position, not a real one, you know, like a, we sometimes see some teams one of them is the VP R&D of Microsoft. The other one was the, I don't know, the CTO of uh, Palo Alto and stuff like this. So they had easier way to, to, to raise their fund. But we mm-hmm. work really hard for that. We really, really work hard for that because we did it in the right classical old fashioned way. Um, and that's maybe the best recommendation that I can give to everyone who's thinking to start initiate a startup initiate a startup is really difficult okay it's complicated life even after you get uh, founded and you have to first of all be prepared for you want you have to really want it and most important if you go the right way it's really difficult i mean we did a really huge amount of homework before the pitch day and before there is a stage it's friends of mine that are more popular entrepreneurs and I am second timers, they told me there is a stage on which you will understand that you are going to raise your fund. And I remember this point. I remember that when I got to this point, I knew they're going to raise because it's become to be easier. You know how to give your pitch even in two o'clock on the, at night, right? And you improve it all the time. You really understand the competition. You really understand the differentiation, messaging much more better. So it's become to be easier. And after that, you have different challenges. I mean, I never initiated a company. It's difficult to initiate company. I mean, I hired people, I did some basic sales, more managed services, not vendor basis, different strategies, different concept of sales, that you have to learn everything in from scratch in time zero. And I think here's maybe the you, you, you talked about it before, and I think that the 20 hours inside 24 hours is maybe the most critical skill that I earned during my career, that I use it every day, every time, all the time. Yeah, okay. So I, I do want to briefly just touch back on that diversity aspect that you talked about. Uh, what is it that has really driven you to encourage that 50-50 split within your team? Well, uh, first of all, I have a daughter. So when she born, I understood that uh, it's a really important goal of mine, and uh, that she will uh, 
is actually raised in a better world from this point of view. Hmm. And I'm really big believer that it, uh, you need to build an equal community, an equal chance. Um, and that's what we did from the first moment. A lot of people contact us after that and ask us when we emerge from sales, a lot of people ask us, how did you do that? We tried to do it, we didn't succeed. And I, I can tell you that we really get a really, really good and impressive amount of uh, female uh, CVs. Uh, we're really proud on it because you have to build it from the first day. From the first employee, <clears throat> we all the time say that we are a gender balanced uh, company and uh, we, 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 for us it was super important. So uh, that's what we did. We invested a lot of on it. We explained it to everyone and you know, once we get a chance to, to hire the first, our developer, she brought her friend because she felt comfortable to work in this space. And it's really important. We invested a lot of on it. Hmm. And beyond just the culture, there's a lot of studies that have shown that having diverse perspectives can lead to more well-rounded or uh, more thought through solutions. How do you think the, the Lightspin product has developed as a result of that, that internal culture? Um, I think that everyone knows that they are um, dedicated for them uh, for the same uh, goal. We like one machine, we're working everyone as a team. Everyone know everything, pure transparency, super important. Uh, I always update my team about everything happening, the good things and the bad things, which allow everyone to improve his capabilities during the period he, during his work, uh, daily work, which help him better um, to take decisions, um, and even to initiate his own decisions inside the organization. Um, so I, it's really important. Uh, and yeah, you know, it, it's the core. We we exactly the core of the startup, and this really important. As a team, we we know how to work better. I hope it answers your question. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, I think the values that you're talking about are something that just about every startup aims for. But it sounds like like you're talking about right from the inception of the company. It's something that you haven't compromised on. So by having that. Yeah that kind of strict limit in place and really enforcing, I'll say, or maybe advocating for that from the top down, it sounds like it's really permeated throughout the organization. So it's great to hear that kind of success in, in that approach. So getting getting close to, to wrapping up here, but thinking about Lightspin and where you are today, the, the successes and challenges that you've gone through in the last 12 or so months, what's really next for the team? So our vision is to be the cloud security leader of, of, of this market. That's what we do. That's why we are wake up in the morning. And that's what we want to do. We want to double our team, double our capabilities, double our uh, market until we will uh, take control of all the markets. Uh, I want really build big and important companies to help, uh, help everyone who needs uh, some support on cloud security. Well, yeah, that's a, that's lofty aspirations to be sure. But I mean, it sounds like from the experience and product, you're on your way. I mean, is there any um, particular milestones that you're 
aiming for or strategy in going about that in order to reach that kind of goal? Of course. We, first of all, we, before round eight, so now we're investing a lot of in BizDev. And once we will stand in our metrics that we define to ourselves, we raise our next fund in order to start to double the R&D in the business. And I would love to build our HQ in the United States so I can move there also in order yeah. to be closer to the areas. We define the target market as uh, Europe and United States. For in this point, we feel that um, small, medium enterprises, of course, big enterprises as well, with small security teams and budget and requests for, and help in security are amazing customers of us. We can help him. You know, everyone wants to be Netflix. Netflix has the authority to hire the best people on the market. Unfortunately, not everyone can do that. And unfortunately, we have a starvation for experts today on the domain of cloud security. Yep. That's exactly where we can uh, give the extra value. We can help you simplify your uh, security. And that's what we do. We're looking for this kind of customers who just after the digital transformation process move to the cloud or use today cloud any kind of so we can uh, give them more value and uh, work with them as a partner for a long term well wishing you and the team all the best in in that growth and that strategy uh, last question for our listeners sure. here uh, are you currently looking for investment or hiring so we, we don't looking for investment and hiring, but tell you the truth, there is uh, interesting opportunities. There are several uh, venture capitals which are uh, on contact with us. So I always would love to meet more, get a discussion because first of all, you build personal relationship and then you talk about business. So the answer is always yes. Right. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you again for your time today. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and you can write to me at kyle at secureventures.io. I'm Kyle McNulty and you've been listening to Secure Ventures.